If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome to the High Potion Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crothy. I'm Halls Burkhart. And today, we're going to be talking about a game I love a whole lot, and that is Insomniac's Spider-Man, specifically the remastered version on the PlayStation 5, although it applies for the original PlayStation 4 version as well, I'm sure. Uh, Boy, I can't wait to talk about this game, because... It is one of my favorite games. It is my favorite Spider-Man game. There's not a lot of competition out there. Uh, But, regardless, it's excellent. And Steve beat it. I did, yeah. I took it to the house. I didn't beat the DLC, but I did play through the main game. I would recommend when it's time for you, when you're feeling uh, squirrely, and you want to get back into Spider-Man, and you want to go on to Miles Morales, which is a much shorter experience, maybe... Uh, do the DLC and then Miles. That's the plan. The yep. DLCs are okay. I, I think they do a decent job of telling like a continuation of the story and tying up some loose ends. <clears throat> but you're not getting anything groundbreaking. I wouldn't say it's like the best DLC ever made for a, a really good game. Right. Hey, that's a question. What do you think the best DLC ever made is? The Old Hunters for Bloodborne. Okay. Okay. I, I have a feeling there's going to be a ton of people that agree with that. I don't have... I have never played it, so I can't say. From usually does a pretty good job with their DLCs. I, that's the feeling I get. They didn't do a whole lot for Sekiro, did they? Yeah, they didn't do a DLC proper, and that's a super-duper bummer, but um, they did come out with a fun little boss rush mode and some extra costumes and stuff. Maybe they it was because of, after that it was all hands on deck for Elden Ring. Probably. I hope that's the case, but... I mean, Dark Souls 1, fantastic DLC. 2, the DLC was arguably better than the main game. Yeah. And then 3, I, I liked both of those. You know, I would say hmm, my favorite DLC, Layer of the Shadow Broker for Mass Effect 2, really good. Really good. And sometimes I feel like that would actually make like a list of best DLCs. Um, the same can't be said for all of the Mass Effect 2 DLC. And you're talking to a guy who used to take the day off of work when a new Mass Effect 2 DLC came out. Um, so I've got the experience with it, but that one's really good. And past that, like, I don't know. 
I remember being excited for the Halo map packs back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, Halo map, uh, Halo three map packs, mm-hmm. very excited. I remember, uh, you know, uh, Street Fighter four, mm-hmm. new characters mm-hmm. and costumes. That's the last time I really got into fighting game costumes was Street Fighter four. Um, yeah, there's been some decent DLC out there. I feel like Skyrim and Oblivion both did pretty good with their DLCs. Yeah, Fallout. I think. Well, they definitely weren't all great. I think had there were some probably some pretty good ones. Pretty good yeah. ones in there, yeah. That's something I'd have to ask Goose about because he got deep into Fallout Three DLCs. Oh man, I'm playing the pit. <laughs> yeah, Borderlands Two. I didn't get too into the DLCs, but I remember there was a a lot of them. Yeah, that's another one we could ask Goose about. Um, Dragon Age Awakenings is that what it's called? They did like a big thirty dollar. Basically, like an old school PC expansion pack for the first Dragon Age, and that was pretty good. Uh, okay, so um, before we get into talking about Spider Man, I want to bring up like comfort food games, games that like are like a watching your face. You know what I mean? I don't know how to explain it. Like your comfort games, absolutely, right? yeah. Because I had an experience. For those of you guys that don't know, I was in the hospital for like four days last week. By the time this comes out, hopefully I'm just like 100% good because this is coming out a couple weeks after. But uh, when I got ready to go to the emergency room, I had the seeking suspicion I was about to get admitted. So I packed a bag like I was going on a trip, right? I tossed my laptop in there. I tossed the Xbox controller in there. The new Star Wars manga had just come out, so I tossed that in there. I was like, look, if I'm going to stay in there, I'm going to take some shit with me. And what I ended up playing in the hospital was the pixel remaster of Final Fantasy IV. Mm. You know, we talked about these pixel remasters that they announced at E3. You want to talk about (laughs) comfort food. That's like a chicken pot pie. Buddy, sitting in that stupid hospital bed with my friends fucking Cecil and Rydia and the Spoonie Bard. You want to talk about comfort food? Mm, My boy Kane. Oh, Kane, man, he's so conflicted, Steve. <laughs> he's just so conflicted. I know. but um, And just, uh, it was like, I don't even know how to ex- explain it other than like, it was just comforting to sit down and play that game. And like, it's, you know, it's pixel remastered, but it's not like a completely different game. I definitely prefer it to that weird sort of pseudo 3D version they did on the DS or 3DS or whatever a few years back. And, uh, you know, they've they've added some, like, the spell effects look a little fancier and things like that. But otherwise, it's that same old game, man. And what surprised me is, like, in my memory, because it's been a while since I played it, how, how short it is to some of the major events in that game like the um the big character change for Cecil as a kid I remember feeling like I was playing that game forever before that happened no man that's like four hours into the game yeah I got there the first night I played and I remember you know it felt like forever Uh uh-huh because in the blink of an eye it went from daytime to midnight Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had no idea where the time went and then like you know there's there's a couple of times where characters die and like there's this pretty iconic moment where two characters sort of sacrifice themselves to 
save the rest of the party. I remember feeling like that was way into, nope, it's not even that much. It's like the next thing that big happens after Cecil's big transformation. Is that Mandela effect? <sighs> Mandela effect? I guess maybe it is, man. Makes but sense. boy, do you want to, it, it was weird how quickly things came back to me too. Like, okay, I need to go do this. All right. Oh, there's this there. You could go through this secret door and get to these chests. Like all this weird shit that just popped back into my head from when I was a kid. It was awesome. I really can't wait till uh, the pixel remaster of six comes out. Yeah. What did you think of the actual pixel remaster? I thought it was great. Yeah. I think it looks really good. You know, people complained. about. Did you hear the complaints about the fonts? No. People are like the fonts are fucking ugly. Before I even booted it up for the first time, I modded the font. <laughs> like, I went to the community page on Steam, and they were like, the perfect font fix for Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. And I was like, well, here we go. It's the best thing about PC gaming. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I really dug it. Do you have it? I, I have a suspicion of what some of these would be for you. <laughs> yeah. Bloodborne. I mean, yeah, we were just talking about it. Pretty much throw in any Souls game. And it's just something I've played so much that I just know it back and forth and I know where everything is. Yeah. Just kind of fun. I, I know how to play them. And it's, you know, I, I find myself, if I don't know what to play, you'll toss I'll in throw a, in one of those, roll yeah. up a character and Fuck just around go for a while. A yeah. You know, Slay the Spire is another good one just because it, uh, it's got this, you know, feature where you can just you're not timed for anything. You know, you can set the controller down and go make a sandwich if you want to. There's no yeah. pressure. It's very turn-based and it's just an enjoyable little brain puzzle that that it is nice after a hard day of work sometimes. <laughs> I um I need to put some more time into Slay the Spire. I don't know if we talked about this, but when Jesse and I came over to play Mario Party with you and Cindy a few weeks back, before we left, you were like, "We should let Halls play a round of Slay the Spire." <laughs> and you guys were kind of coaching me as I was mm-hmm. playing it. And then I was like, okay, I kind of get it. That was the first time I'd ever played. And then it just kind of got stuck in my head. And I found myself the next morning downloading it on Game Pass and playing it for a little while. It is fun. I definitely see the appeal. Yeah. And Um, I enjoy watching you play it too. Like I like trying to get people addicted like me. (laughs) Yeah. And and luckily I had Jesse to uh, coach me through some of the opening moments too. Like, you know, when I started from fresh or whatever oh yeah but yeah i uh i definitely see the appeal in that type of game and it's one of those things that like i don't know why but card when i hear card combat in a game something about it just like switches off in my head um but i i definitely see the appeal and i could see putting quite a bit of time into that right i understand it's almost like i would boot up the witcher 3 just to play gwent the gwent in that game was like almost comfort gaming to me <laughs> now now you're talking now we're talking about something completely different here we're talking about a card game within, within a, a game. game exactly yeah. i will definitely get into those i got into gwent i re okay so at some point i could be wrong about this because the update history for the witcher 3 is like long and varied the shit they changed um yeah they put a lot of work into that post-release but i feel like at one in during one of my witcher playthroughs i locked myself out of getting one of the cards and i think they changed it to where you can get those cards later in the game if you missed them now i could be wrong about that but i restarted okay 
because I did not want to miss out on that Gwent card. Oh, I got that. I'm pretty sure I got that achievement for Gwent. getting all the Gwent cards. Gwent is uh, that's pretty. And you know what's funny is they made a whole standalone version of it. Couldn't have been that, less interesting that I didn't look at once. <laughs> I didn't even consider it, and I loved it in The Witcher Three. But did I, you see my ass going and downloading Gwent Thronebreaker or whatever was that? No, no that's, that's a different, nef- that's, different one. It was just Gwent. The yeah. No, I, I didn't go for it. That can't I can't fuck with that. No. Mm-hmm. But no, you put me in Geralt's shoes. Mm. Me and Roach? A, a I'd be like, Roach, Roach, you better take a nap at the hitching post because I, I got a guy in there I need to go stomp and Gwent. <laughs> <clears throat> Oof. Yeah, that's uh, you have to give them props for how well thought out that mini. I don't do that card game in that game I know. is all the decks were like pretty well designed and yeah and just uh, like it had a fairly unique uh style about it and like you know it would be real easy to just make like a magic the gathering clone and toss that in a game but to have like a <clears throat> fairly unique playing card game right in there, and like the the, le- the rows and mm-hmm. oh yeah i dug it man so i i'll tell you this I have given CD Projekt Red their due shit for the cyberpunk disaster, and partially because I was looking forward to that game so much. Yeah, man, me too. But when they put out that next-gen um, version of The Witcher 3, I think I'm going back in. Oh, yeah, me too. We'll, we'll definitely do an episode on it. Oh, yeah, I think Witcher 3 definitely yeah, deserves, deserves it. its own episode. What a, what a fantastic game. So, do you have... Oh. I think there's something important that look we're I can't believe it hasn't come up yet, but there's a fairly important part of your life that we haven't addressed thus far. What's up? We need a Steve Crothy college football update, oh, baby. Nice. You got it. So Bama looks pretty good so far. As I'm speaking, it's week four. Yeah, we play Southern Miss in about four and a half hours, and I'm not expecting that to be much, but you know. Had a tough game in the swamp at Florida last week. Came out with the victory. I love it. Everybody's talking like we're going downtown when <laughs> somehow you go into Gainesville and, and win. Like that's a bad thing. <laughs> Don't get me started. But it's going pretty good. You know, I'm waiting, a, waiting to see. Who are you worried about this year? I'm worried about everybody. Uh, uh, but I'm especially worried about Ole Miss. I know you're going to be mad to oh, hear that. God, no, Steve. Don't say it. <laughs> Lane Kiffin, he just kind of scares me. They they put up like 45 points on us last year, and we had a really good offense that bailed us out. So our Oof. offense doesn't seem to be quite as clicking as it was last year because we got a lot of new people in there. So Okay. <coughs> well, there you go. There's the Steve Crothy <laughs> college football update. I just know, uh, as usual, it is pain and suffering and disappointment being a Mississippi State Bulldogs fan. Now you I'm going to check, but you guys were hanging with LSU earlier today. Oh, oh, were is probably the key word there. <laughs> Who did we lose to last week, Steve? Memphis? Memphis, Steve. That's okay. That's okay. Memphis is uh, you know, they can be kind of tough. Okay, yeah, you guys are are losing, but it's What's the score? It's 28 to 10. Hmm. Hanging in there. Hanging in there. When I left the house, it was 7-3. to three. Have you ever had one of those moments, this, like, have you ever had one of those moments when you were into something 
and something happened and like you just felt your interest shatter and you knew you weren't ever going to be able to put the pieces back together. Because I had that with college football. <laughs> I had that with college football. Of course. Yeah. College football, I, what was it, four years ago, five years ago, Mississippi State was undefeated. Ten games into the season. Ten games undefeated. I was like, what is going on? Y'all were ranked number one. We're, we were ranked number one, bro. We were ranked number one. And then what happens? We come up against Alabama. And I was I remember vividly I was at uh Jesse's sister and brother in law's house in Hoover when they lived out there watching the game and just like slowly melting <laughs> and just being like, This is it. This is it for me. I th- I can't be invested like this anymore because I felt angry and yeah. I don't want to feel angry about fucking college football. Mm-hmm. And then I got on Facebook and one of our mutual friends, good guy. I don't have a bad thing to say about this guy, but he posted like a, a meme about a crying bulldog. And bro, I, I don't even normally react this way. I don't. But I just dropped a comment that just said, classy. <laughs> That's all it said, classy. Ooh, I was, buddy, I was steaming. I was you were steamed. burning. I was steamed, right? Steamed dumplings You're over. tilted. <laughs> steamed dumplings. And then, like, I calm down, and I go back, and our buddy's like, hey, man, I'm sorry, but you can't have your fans being like, we want Bama and not expect this to happen. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm going to erase my comment. I got too invested. This is it for me for college football. And you know how many Mississippi State games I've watched in their entirety since? Zero! Zero, Steve! That was it. That's what broke me. I I just can't bring myself to be invested anymore. I understand. They could win the college. They they won the World Series. I don't fucking care about baseball! I understand, and that's how I'm getting with pro football. I, you know, I love Green Bay, and they just break my heart so bad every year. And now there's this Aaron Rodgers drama off season. And when did this become a sports podcast? Let's um, talk about Spider Man. Yeah, we got to turn this around because I'm feeling the the hurt in my heart again. We just reopened old wounds. Um, so let's talk about something much happier: Insomniac Spider Man. <laughs> let's get you happy. Yeah. Um, Let me say one thing before we start on this about spider-man and it's that if you're a kid right now and you're really into comics and spider-man is your thing that i am so happy for you that you have an experience like this i'm so happy and equally so jealous because this is the type of superhero game i wanted as a kid this and the batman games i'll give the batman games their due credit because this game takes a lot of inspiration you can't not acknowledge the games that came before the right. influence. And there's that's fine, you know. But Spider-Man was always my guy. And Spider-Man always got middling at best video games. Like you'll hear people talk about the Spider-Man 2 movie adaption game that came out in like the PlayStation 2 era. And yes, I played the shit out of it. It's not as great as you remember, guys. And trust me, I'm someone who put a lot of time into that game. Um, and honestly, this Insomniac Spider-Man game owes a lot to that game too, I would say. 
<clears throat> but they just never cracked the code on an excellent Spider-Man game until this game right here. So I think we will approach this one as we do most of these games where we'll talk about all the non-story stuff. Mechanics and Mechanics and whatnot. And whatnot. And then we'll end talking about the story and give you guys like a spoiler warning in case you want to back out. Yeah, because the story is pretty awesome, uh, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And bombastic ending, so if you haven't played it. So, um, having just finished it, what is, what's your takeaway like on how the game feels? Uh, you know what I mean? The, how you play the game, the mechanics itself. What did you... What was your big takeaway from that? I mean, it's it's a bit intimidating at first. It is. Like, to, to be swinging around. Like, I felt like I was bad at first for a little while just swinging around town with the webs. But after you put a little bit of time in and get a little bit of the upgrades on the, there's a, like, the right side of the progression, you can, like, do the thing that pulls you through the air a couple times as opposed to just one and you start yeah. you start figuring out how to swing once you get used to it man it is unbelievable how easy it is to just fly around that map and how fun it is it is fun you can you just fly around and you'll see like oh we've got a a crime and you're like oh i gotta flip a hard right and catch this car that's driving down the street and no then problem. like you'll be like 30 feet in the air and you'll do like the ground pound thing that shocks everybody or not shocks everybody but like stuns everybody mm-hmm. and then just get to town whipping some ass yeah man. It, it gives you lots of awesome superhero moments like organically mm-hmm. through the gameplay i mean the story missions of course give you that in spades too but i that's one thing i loved about it was like kind of the emergent gameplay mm-hmm. of of just being out in the city and having it that be that responsive yes i don't know like there's no especially on the playstation 5 with the 60 frames and uh, so smooth yeah gosh dude uh, so there's a very singular feeling like in the batman games you know in the second and third one it's definitely cool to do like the batman grapple and glide and you know even use the batmobile a little bit in arkham knight um there's definitely cool moments in that, but I don't know that you can beat being agile ass Spider-Man, zip to the top of a building, jump off and dive, gain some momentum right before you hit the pavement, hitting that swing button and just rocketing through town, throwing in. Did you get to where you'd stunt on them and do the like trick move, like the oh, yeah. mm-hmm. the stunt moves Moon in between? Salts yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah, dude. It's amazing. I would, I'd definitely give the nod to traversal it to spider-man in that I regard would so by, by a lot um the combat i liked i would say batman's i probably preferred that a little bit even though they're pretty similar so this is what i'll say i think batman gets the slight edge in a way it's a slight yeah because i feel like even in the beginning of batman you feel a tiny bit more capable I'll say spider-man when it starts off you really do have to kind of get some upgrades and stuff before you can feel pretty confident. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a game I've played through twice to get the platinum in the original and the remastered. And both times at the beginning, I struggle a little bit with the combat. And it, and it really does come down to you need to upgrade and get more of the gadgets. But once you're fully kitted out, I prefer that ver- the fully kitted out Spider-Man combat to the fully kitted out Batman combat, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally, and that's fair. I I, I don't know. If, again, I I 
I just think it's Batman slightly, mm-hmm. but I do like one thing I like about the Spider-Man combat's faster. Yes. Like and you can zip across the map pretty easily because of the webs. So mm-hmm. like if you've got a guy shooting at you from feels like half a mile, you can just zip right over to him and that's pretty awesome. Yeah, a lot of the Batman combat happens to in tighter credit, spaces. And it, 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 but it it to me that makes them feel different, but also, like I said, gives Batman the slider edge mm-hmm. because it feels more con- contained and it's sometimes a little more cinematic in right. Batman. And something about the Batman combat's just a little weightier. Yeah, I don't know. Well, because you're playing a big, heavier exactly, dude. Exactly. The problem that I have sometimes Spider-Man. in Spider Man is the combat gets a little too frenetic and frantic for me. To where I kind of lose track of what's going on, and I'm just trying to seek out the next enemy to keep my that combo going. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but where in Batman, I feel like I had um, maybe a better control of the situation as a whole. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. Um, now, so to talk about the combat, I do like the combo system in mm-hmm. Spider-Man, and the way the combo system is. You, you just got to not get hit and you can keep your combo going. But to chain them together, you can knock characters in the air and jump up and do air combos and then hit triangle and zip some- right next to another dude and start beating him up or pull somebody up in the air with That's you. That's what I like to do was yeah. pull them up in the air and then beat their ass midair because there's an upgrade that lets you do extra damage to people in the air. And, and when you're on your Spider-Man combat shit, you feel like a fucking superhero switching gadgets mid-fight. Oh, here goes a spider web bomb. Here goes an electric charge or Mm -hmm. whatever. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? That can feel pretty damn satisfying. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, So a big part of the combat, like, so since it's an open world game, you know, you could get through the story pretty quickly i'd say the story itself you could probably get through in like 10 hours yeah, maybe if, yeah eight to ten <clears throat> the real meat of the game is all the open world elements right so you have your typical collect-a-thon type stuff you got what backpacks you backpacks, gotta find yeah there's um, uh, locations around the city that you have to take pictures landmarks mm-hmm. um and then the you have my favorite part of the game are the bases the bases I like so much because they essentially become Spider-Man combat puzzle games in a way. So like you'll come up on a base operated by the Kingpin and you can just go in there and whip everybody's ass. But if you want to get the best score, you got optional objectives you got to do. So it may be like, you know, web five enemies to the wall and get a combo of 30. That's where my real enjoyment of those bases come in is trying to get that perfect run where I get both objectives in the same run. Oh, that is a satisfying ass. Those are fun. I got all of those too. That was, I, I definitely enjoy the, the base challenges more than a lot of the other like quote unquote challenge stuff that, that yeah. they had. Oh, we will get to the, the, It's not all great. Oh no, but there's some really fun stuff too. And yeah. I liked how they kind of slowly introduced like the collectible element, or not not even the collectible, just like optional objectives yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's one thing that bugs me in some current open world games is you get into it, and it's just a map full of yeah. shit to do. It's like a map that just barfed question marks yeah. all over it or something. In Spider-Man, they sort of slowly roll out. Like, you start off and you can get backpacks. 
that's like the one thing, and maybe a base. The towers that like oh yeah, your Assassin's Creed towers. They have the Assassin's Creed towers that that reveal the map. And that the... I immediately go and do that because mm-hmm. I want to see the whole map. And then while you're going around, you mentioned it earlier, random crimes will pop up. So you'll like get a call on the cr- police scanner, and they'll be like, "Oh, there's a there's a high speed chase going through downtown," and you're on it, man. You start mm-hmm. zipping there, and there's like. Uh, criminals in a car and they're shooting at people and you jump down on the hood and you fucking ripping dudes out and keeping the car from hitting pedestrians at the end. That's real good. Yeah, those that's are a fun. good feeling. And those eventually stop too. Like in each area, there's like a finite number of crimes that mm-hmm. you can. Once you bust a certain amount, they'll stop happening. I but, think it's about well, depending on the size of the area, it seems like it's three to five, right? Or is it five for everyone? Yeah. But then there's like several factions and Yeah, other ones open mm-hmm, up as you progress mm-hmm. through the game and stuff. One of my favorite ones, uh, as far as like optional collectible stuff was the pigeon chase. Yep. Like that really got me a lot better at swinging. Swinging. Yeah, th- that's the other thing I kinda like, man, is the optional stuff makes you better at the the game as a whole. Even the annoying stuff kind of helps, yes. you know? Some of those science missions were kind of annoying, but, you know... Got where you own. gotta, like... I remember there being one where you gotta swing through smog clouds. Yeah. Being and, kind of annoying. And like, like release medicine to fish. Yeah, like vaccinating one. fish <laughs> and shit. Right, yep. vaccinating fish. Yep, you're right about that one, too. Uh, but, okay, so all this optional stuff is key to one of my favorite parts of the game, right? And that is all of the Spider-Man costumes. Because <laughs> Man, there's a bunch. Every optional thing you do gives you some sort of currency that you can spend to unlock suits, uh upgrades to your gadgets, um skill stuff. Right. So there's like a token system. Mm-hmm. So like when you stop one of those crimes, you get a crime token or a, a research a token. Base token. Research tokens are for doing the the science-based stuff. There's all tokens you get, and every upgrade or suit costs like a combination of like two things. Right. Random things or whatever. Some of them aren't available until later in the game because of just, you know, how they roll out the stuff. Mm-hmm. But And I'm telling you, like, it is a who's who of classic and redone or like even some new Spider-Man suit designs. There's only one that's missing, conveniently, and that's the black suit symbiote Spider-Man. When he's got the Venom symbiote on him. That'll be in the next one. That's going to be in the next one. There's, <laughs> you don't leave out perhaps the most iconic secondary Spider-Man suit that's not the classic blue and red. You for, save it. That's you your save trump card it. for yeah. later. Yep. But look, if you like, um, if you like that one issue of... Uh, fan of uh, spider-man where he goes to see mr fantastic and he has to leave with a bag on his head like that fucking suits in there if you like spider-man 2 2099 my personal favorite secondary spider-man suit. which one there's two of them the black okay cool. the classic That's a good looking one now i think the white one looks cool i'm not taking away i like how it looks more armored and like sort of how the helmet is on that one but for me it is the classic Spider-Man 2099 number one cover suit, baby. Sweet. Yeah, that looks awesome. I really liked the um, the wrestler one with the huge hands. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that one. That one looked pretty cool. There's one where he's just wearing kind of like a, a hoodie with the sleeves cut off. I like that one. There's Spider-Punk. Sp- Spider- I didn't use Spider-Punk. I'm not a big Mohawk guy yeah. in video games. But, um, uh, 
but there was lots of cool ones. I like the the one you get for doing all the black cat challenges. The dark suit, uh-huh. I think, is what it's called. Yep. Um, but there was there's so many of them that I was changing every like 15 minutes. I was changing all the time too, and I'd be like, "Well, when I unlock that 2099 suit, that's all I'm wearing until the end of the game." Wrong. I can't even think of the name of one of them, but it was like all white and. The head was a really realistic looking skull. Uh huh. And I can't think of the name of that one. Oh, I shit, I know the one you're talking about. Blo- it, it, it burns blue. So, it's yeah. got like blue fire around yeah, it. Yeah, it looked amazing. Crazy. Um, And then in the DLC, this is not a spoiler for the DLC, but they start throwing, they throw in like, I think maybe three extra suits per DLC. And they'll throw, give you like the Sam Raimi Spider Man movie suit and things like that. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a ton of them. And they all have kind of unique power that goes along with it. Yes. For, well, I'd say for like three-fourths of them. There's some that are just purely mm-hmm. cosmetic. But um, it, the good thing is you don't have to have that suit to use that power. Like once you unlock right. that suit, the power can be put on any of them. Yeah, they all have a suit upgrade, I think is what they call it. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, the first one you get is kind of the one I used for most of the Same game. Same here. What is it called? <laughs> the battle called focus. Battle focus. Yeah. Okay, so in Spider-Man... You have a battle focus meter that when it builds up, um, you can do an instant finisher. And you build that up by doing like combos and stuff, right? Well, battle focus lets you click in your two sticks, right? That's how you activate mm-hmm. it. Yep. And that meter just starts filling. Yeah. So if and you, you can are use in that a, to cure yourself. Yes. You also have to use the same meter to heal yourself. <clears throat> and then as you get le- you, like you start off and you have like what, one segment? And then as the game progresses and you level up, you get more and more mm-hmm. segments to where you can have like up to four, I think. I think I had three. Three. Might be, there might have been a fourth one, though. And uh, when you get all three or four of those filled up and you have four instant finishers in the bag and you've unlocked the thing that lets you do two finishers per uh, oh, yeah. meter segment. Yep. That's awesome. You can take out like eight dudes effortlessly. And those are cool. The finisher moves are real. Oh, I, lo- I love them. And um, later in the game, they introduce some tougher enemies that uh, yes. like, that use their are very tough. Like you can't use your typical strategies on them. Like a lot of my strategies in combat involve like isolating a tough dude, using the uppercut to get him in the air and whip him. getting in the air and, and finishing him off and, and then, then taking zipping over to somebody else. Right. Exactly. But you can't do that to some of them. They'll just block it. Yeah. Like there's shield guys. You have to just kind of make them put up their shield and then slide between their legs and then you can hit hit them from from behind behind. you can't do that with these guys either so what i like to do is use the battle focus and then just hang back until i get two meters because you have to have two meters Mm -hmm. to to finish these guys off and just use that and then that seems that was my strategy in end game was to just save it for those tough guys (laughs) because i couldn't beat them normally yeah (laughs) those fucking tough guys at the end like the whips yeah, the there's guys with the guy whips with swords. and their swords, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, that that you know, y- this game never lets. You, so, like, you'll be playing a section of this game, and you'll be like, "They can't throw anything at me that I can't handle." And then you'll get to the next like chapter in the game, and then the guys with jetpacks start showing up, and you're like, "I don't know what to do." You scared me about those guys. I didn't have as much a problem with them as I thought I would, but they were kind of annoying. They're annoying. Yeah, I would like try to like if I was coming into a group with them, I'd try to land to where I was taking one of those guys out when I arrived because you know you always get that kind of one free kill. They don't see you coming. Uh, you just kind of zip in and you can take one of them out completely. And then 
use full meters to take out the rest of them. And usually at that point, I was done with it. I gotcha. Man, <laughs> it's a... It, it, those finisher moves, like I know that's kind of a gaming cliche now. You got to have the flashy, flashy finisher moves that goes into like a cinematic thing. I think they did a really good job in these. I do too. Like it, it goes into slow motion for a lot mm-hmm. of it. Zip between his legs and come up and just boot him in the head. <laughs> and when oh. you're stringing like four of them together in a row. <laughs> oh my goodness. You feel so powerful. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. When those, so you, you know, you have your first set of bases and you do those, you're like, oh, okay, bases aren't that bad. And then maybe it unlocks the next level of bad guy, and they have their own bases. Then it's a whole nother ball game. And by the time you're in the end game, and you have the the most powerful enemy with their bases, those started making me sweat Oof, a little bit. Yeah, they seem, they took forever. Some of those guys, they have like armor, and they're mm-hmm. they, you have to hit them like five thousand times to get them down. Just felt like yeah, and like. Pieces of their armor and stuff will break off as right. you're fighting them. And then they've got like, like you, oh, I'm going to use my web bomb. The web bomb was probably my most used gadget in the game. One. It's really good. Um, we can talk about the individual gadgets in a second. I'll be like, oh, well, I'm just going to web bomb these <laughs> yeah. dudes. And you throw it and they knock it away. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, shit, I don't know what to do at this point, yeah. man. I, I honestly felt like they it got to be kind of a slog with some of those dudes at the end. Like, yeah, it did. That was that was where I felt like maybe you don't have to hit them quite so many times. I agree. But, I agree. You know. Now, what did you feel about uh, the stealth side of combat? Oh, I dug it. Yeah. I dug it, too. It wasn't as good as Batman's Nair, either, but I don't think it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like, Spider-Man's not really a stealthy hero. He has some stealthy moments. But... Right, but if if one of the heroes was going to have a better stealth system, you would it's see Batman. how it would be Batman. Right. Um, but it is fun, and I loved the animations of it, too. Like, mm-hmm. where you... Because he would just wrap a dude up in web and then pull him up and sometimes he would like bang their head off oh yeah to knock him out <laughs> while post, he's at it yeah. man the uh the puzzle that's where i considered sort of a puzzle game because you'll come onto a base and it's clear that this base the challenges are all stealth based mm-hmm. so like waiting out my prey and like zipping from street light to street light or you know building to building waiting for one guy to go away from his buddies to like snipe him and take him out i like that i will get into that sort of thing big time nice and i felt like it was pretty well done yeah i thought so too there was also um a thing as far as like later collectibles where these other challenges unlock for this one villain and one of them is a stealth challenge and like you have to you're basically timed Mm -hmm. also and you and if you get seen at all you lose yeah so you basically that's the most like where it gets like a puzzle it is 100 we should talk about those the yeah. taskmaster challenges the t- yeah the task these challenges. are probably my least favorite part of the of it but it's <laughs> only definitely because mine I, I hate time limits <laughs> they give me too much anxiety <laughs> me too, man. man i'm not i'm not down with so that okay let me try to remember here you have combat taskmaster challenges those you are have stealth mm-hmm. and you have traversal and bomb, and bomb. Mm-hmm. There's so four. there's four parts so in combat, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a waves of enemies that you got to beat in as fast as you can with the big highest combo you can. Battle focus helped with that immensely. I the had only no problems thing use, with the combat. No. I got the top rating on like the first yeah. try with most. So of those. you can get three ratings, you know, and the the best one is ultimate. It's basically a bronze, silver, and gold mm-hmm. rating you can get, and those unlock challenge tokens. 
which you need a lot of those. <laughs> you need a lot of I didn't challenge un- tokens. I didn't unlock everything. So you can get up to three challenge tokens per challenge, right? No, you can get up to six. Up to six. Yeah, because okay. you, if you get like the top, if you get like the super rating, you get three for that, but then you also get the two for the uh, silver and, and one, one for the bronze. bronze. Okay, okay. So um, you get to this point where you're like, well, I want to try and get ultimate on all of them to unlock all my shit. You, if you do the math, you don't have to get right. ultimate on all of them. Uh, thankfully, that's the only reason I was able to get platinum in this game because if there was a, a trophy that was like get ultimate in every yeah. taskmaster challenge bro there i would it would say 49 of 50 trophies achieved or 40 <laughs> whatever i mean i remember there was a bomb challenge and the bomb challenge is one where you basically just have to traverse really quickly to like three locations grab a bomb throw it in the air and then web it mm-hmm. until it explodes and then quickly do that three times i did one of those i swear like 20 times and i was i had gotten like so good at doing it and no matter what i couldn't just get couldn't, the top make rate. it happen i was like infuriated yeah it just drives me nuts it, like you know the completionist in me just rages <laughs> what are you gonna do oh man um but yeah i uh had a brain fart yeah, okay, so the ones for me that would frustrate me were the traversal yeah, the challenges. The drone challenges? The yeah. drone challenges. So those, they're one... So, like, you know, obviously combat's combat, stealth, stealth. The drone ones are basically there to test your web-swinging abilities. Right, and it's not like... If it was just follow the thing, easy. No. But no, they put, put... rings they in put there, rings too. They put rings that you have to get through. Superman 64 rings. <laughs> it's not that bad, but... So, yeah, okay, so you're timed, there's checkpoints, and you're chasing something. That's t- t- too much for my anxiety. <laughs> exactly, it's, t- it's too much. The first, I got actually the ultimate on the first one of those I tried. It took me a while. I was like, this was when I was like, I'm going to get all these Yeah. ultimate, whatever. And I, and I tried that one. It took me about like seven or eight tries. Finally got it. And then that was the last one I I put the time into <laughs> tough because they'll have you like swinging under an arch, running up a building and you've got to be super fast about it. Then you get up to the building, leap off, dive. Like, yeah, if you don't do it exactly their way, oh, you know, and it's... nothing is more frustrating than thinking you are on like a super Spider-Man run in one of those drone challenges and overshooting <laughs> one of the checkpoint rings and then having to, backtrack and go back through i just restart the challenge yeah i missed that thing and i immediately restart the first one the one i got through i missed one at the end but i just kept going and luckily i think they have it in there where you can maybe miss like one or two and you'll you'll be okay but god those things were pain so yeah while it's tied to something cool like once you finish all the challenges it progress it's like if you want to compare it to something, who's the, is it Azrael in, uh, it is, it's very similar to him in Batman Arkham City. No, Arkham Knight, where he had challenges and then you would occasionally fight him mm-hmm. and then more challenges would open up. It's like that, but with Taskmaster. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but the challenge is my least favorite part of the game. Even though I feel like they made me better mm-hmm. at the game, they're my least favorite. It's just too much for my anxiety. Yeah, same here. But, I mean, it's a minor gripe. And it, it, I wasn't super invested in getting platinum either, so yeah. it, was, it wasn't it was that hard well, for me to look, just let go. Well, look, this is how little of a gripe it is. 
I went back and replayed the whole game doing them again after knowing <laughs> right. that they frustrated kind me the be, first time. So, pain. All right, you want to... I don't know. Do we have any other gameplay stuff? I don't think so. Yeah, not in like the uh, typical sense. I'm trying to think if there was any other like token kind of oh, generating we stuff. didn't talk about the gadgets we should talk, about, talk the about the gadgets so ga- you know you start off you got your typical uh web shooters and in combat you can use those to wrap dudes up it's real handy against big brute dudes right but you got to shoot them a few times like, right you shoot them like three times and, and they have a limited charge they right. got to recharge after you use them um and then you start unlocking other gadgets. So we, I talked about it earlier, the web bomb. Mm-hmm. It sounds exactly like it is. He throws a web bomb somewhere, it explodes and webs up people in a radius. And as you upgrade that, it'll web up a ton of people. Right. And we should say a couple things about webbing people. If you are if you web them near a wall, they'll, they'll get the stuck wall. and they're, they're ba- basically counted as knocked out right like they they won't they can't come back from that if they're just webbed standing on the ground they'll eventually get free of it yes another thing is a webbed person you can grab and swing around like a freaking pendulum uh, like, like a, a barrel or yeah. whatever and throw him so there's lots of advantages to having people webbed um so all almost all the gadgets right work with webs or uh-huh. something like that i think i think most of them are just web based pretty i think well there's the drones right mm-hmm. that those aren't really like the little spider drone guys but everything else like there's the web bomb there's the impact, impact web. web i like those those are like when you sh- you shoot them with one and they go flying into yeah. the wall and it like pins them there that yeah, was it's like a super ones. web and then there's the shock web mm-hmm exactly what it sounds like it becomes really handy against the guys in the armor later the jetpack dudes as well yeah you know. it's really effective against them because it shorts out their armor and shit yeah um and then what else is there there's the spider drones which i didn't really use a whole lot um i think that's about it there were a couple of other ones but i can't think of them there there were one there was one that i didn't even unlock because i didn't have the challenge tokens uh, to, I gotcha. like those last two. Oh, okay so there's there's um i hope this is in this one and not miles morales but there's a gadget you can throw that's like a gravity well that shoshoots people up into the air okay and no, suspends them in the air for a second i don't think that i don't think we have that one in this well maybe maybe, maybe that's been. the one maybe you that didn't was one get. i didn't get there's also trip mines trip mines which uh yeah. which which can be kind of fun because what seeing a guy get pulled into them yeah is pretty or, funny or from a physics or aspect. what i like to do is you shoot a trip mine on the back of a dude and then and then he'll turn around and it'll trigger another dude so it'll like yeah. knock them together trip mine them together there's an achievement for that that I is a, a trophy i mean a fucking good time right there <laughs> that's a good time that's awesome i love stuff like that <clears throat> oh and before we get to the story i do want to say this game has one of if not the best photo modes in a game Boy, howdy, photo mode. is there nothing I like more than diving into a Spider-Man game by Insomniac and fucking around with that photo mode. Oh, I just got a new costume. Time for a photo shoot. <laughs> it's time to go find a big, tall building or somewhere cool to take a picture of in my new fancy spider suit. You can mess with the lighting and the reflections. It is top notch. I love the photo mode in this game. I wish you had gotten into the photo mode in Demon Souls too. That, that, I a, did a little bit, but it didn't have. I mean, like, <laughs> you don't have the connection to the material like you do. Well, Spider-Man. it's the options. I need more options okay, in that photo mode. Like some, 
I like any game that'll give me a photo mode. Some of them go a little too basic for me. Demon Souls was kind of one of them. Although I did take some cool... Like, I have a cool picture of the first time I ran into the room with the dragon god. I have a really cool picture of that. So I messed with it a little bit. Cool. But the options, man. Yeah, yeah this, they do have some good options. I fooled around with it for like 30 seconds. This one at <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima. That one has a really good photo mode. Um, so, all right, guys. We are now going to wrap up the podcast talking about the story. So, if you haven't played Insomniac Spider-Man and you want to, or you're sensitive about spoilers, or God forbid you're in the middle of playing it right now or something. God, God forbid. <laughs> This is where we're going to cut it off. This is the spoiler. Cut off now. So if you're, uh, if you're, you don't want spoilers, turn the show off now. We'll see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. No worries. Okay. What did you think of the spoil, uh, story? I liked it. It was good. At I no point did I think it was bad. Solid. I really liked the guy who played Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's connected to anything other than just, was, was the character based on, just a generic Peter Parker. Okay, so there's a bit of controversy here. You know they redid his character model in between the original and the remaster. They changed his face. No, I didn't. Yeah, and people, some people ha- are like, I can't play the remastered version because who the <laughs> fuck is this guy? <laughs> and from what I understand, they actually changed it to look more like the guy who does the voice. I think that's how it goes. I think that's what they did in The Last of Us too. They made Ellie look kind of different from her child character because they wanted her to look more like the actress. Oh, okay. It's so, easier to do the animation. They um, they did that. And I'll be honest, it took me a second to get used to, too. But I got there eventually. And it doesn't bother me that much. But uh, I think the cast is all pretty good. Yeah, I thought so, too. Um, no problems with, with anybody, really. And to me, like, I'm really glad they went the route of this is just our own little Spider-Man universe. It's not tied into movies or comics. It's its own separate thing because it takes its own uh, approach to some of the story stuff. And I really like that. Yeah. Cause then you don't have like you get into the game and he's been Spider-Man for like eight years or something like that. They mention in the game pretty early on when you're fighting Kingpin, I think they mentioned he's been around for about eight years. Um, yeah, it opens with the big kingpin set piece, which is really impressive. Some of the set pieces in this game are really, really fucking cool. Yeah, Insomniac delivers when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, the the big story beats are really good stuff, man. Like, there's the one where you're uh, hanging from the helicopter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? And all the shit's going on around you. And, oh, it's really good. Yeah, the one where you're like fighting kingpins guys and these two construction towers and you're swinging between them and like having to deal with the helicopter as well you're swinging off the helicopter to the other building and you're jumping in between them and going up levels and down levels and you man it makes you feel like a fucking hero in those moments it does and they've paced the game to where it's like you've got a part of the game where you're dealing with the kingpin and his his stuff yeah it starts off like kind of just you know street level spider-man stuff you're Mm -hmm. dealing with a mob boss but it blows up yeah it segs into this like these weird guys named demons who yeah and mr negative or negative man i can't remember what his he's a newer uh 
addition to like Spider-Man's rogues gallery. Right. Um, but then it even segs into another part after that with Dr. Octopus. And, and fucking the, the Sinister Six assembles in this fucking game. Like it starts off where you're like, oh, okay, so we're going to be dealing with Kingpin. And then like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a intern at Dr. Ock's lab. Oh, we know where this is going. Right. Yeah, but you know, we know this is going somewhere. I'm um, not. A, I'm not super into. I, I mean, I don't know a lot about Spider-Man lore, but even I knew that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then, and then, you know, uh, they're working in stuff with Aunt May, and Aunt May sort of helps run this. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about Aunt May towards the end, probably. Well, uh, the Aunt May runs this like homeless shelter feast feast, mm-hmm. and her. Uh, what co-director or whatever yeah martin, yeah martin lee martin lee like he turns oh he's a bad guy and like mm-hmm. they're martin. like oh my goodness it gets big quick and then you tie in the side stories that like the amount of spider-man characters they were able to incorporate in a really like easy to follow interesting compelling story because it could have easily just gotten into all right throw this guy in throw this person in but like, so you have the main story, and then off to the side, you have stuff with Black Cat and Taskmaster, mm-hmm. and Electro and, was in like some of the side stories, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. The name, um, yeah. There's lots of other stuff to keep you to keep you interested. Yeah, <laughs> and and like they slowly but surely, like slowly roll out bits of backstory too. Like I think they do a really good job of establishing like how long Peter's been been Spider-Man and his previous run-ins with people like the Vulture mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. becomes a part of it. But it's not like the Vulture's first appearance. It's not an origin story for anybody but Dr. Octopus. And I guess Martin Lee. You know what I mean? But like Spider-Man's already established. A lot of his rogues gallery is already established. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And I did too. It, it kind of having a base of of characters to already work with. Yeah, and I was surprised, like going into it, how many of them they used. And Norman Osborn is a big part of the story, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really cool. Did you have any standout story moments that you really dig? Remember, this is full on spoilers. Yeah, no, I mean the last the last little bit of the game. I think with the the prison break and the. The 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 one thing I hated about it was it made it just traversing the map a pain in the ass because there was just enemies all over the Everywhere. map. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you'd be swinging and all of a sudden a sniper <laughs> shoots you. rocket hits yeah. you in the face. Yeah, yeah. I, that got annoying. But like, and you could I know you could clear them out and they wouldn't come back. But uh, like, still I was just like, gosh, I'm almost tired of fighting all these little guys at uh-huh. this point. But with that said, like I loved the part with um, Electro where he had he was flying those transformers. Yeah, around the police station and using the electricity that he was generating to keep everybody trapped inside. I thought that was really clever and how you had to like kind of swing around and, and take Blow care up of those the trans or the generators or the whatever. midair fight with him and Vulture was a, crazy, was insane. And how you can see how easily it would be to fuck up that concept and make it one of the least fun things you've ever done in a video game. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and sometimes in games like this, boss fights can be annoying. They can be the not the greatest part of the game. No, oh, yeah. The boss part, fights in this are pretty fucking fun. Yeah, they're not bad at all. Like, I, I enjoyed most of them, I think. I don't think there was any that I really had any super problems with. Yeah. In fact, the one where you're fighting in midair, even if you don't 
swing correctly, they just kind of jump you back up yeah. in, the, in the name of having fun, you know? <laughs> um, They're not going to kill you. But yeah, the fact that they basically assemble the Sinister Six in this and then you got to go fucking clean it all up afterwards. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was a good, satisfying, big end. Yeah. To what the, and, you know, it feels like it peaks earlier mm-hmm. with Mr. Negative Guy. Oh, another thing I would have never expected them to do and be able to weave in in such a cool way that didn't feel like too much stuff. They, they introduced the character of Miles Morales mm-hmm. and his whole journey pretty early in the game, and it merged in seamlessly. Yeah, I like that you get the quest you know, to help uh, his, the father helps you out. Mm-hmm. You know, you give him all the credit, but he ends up dying. Like, a, you know, that I like games that play yeah. for keeps in ways. You and know? then, like, you know, there's some sections where you play as Mary Jane. And there's a couple of sections where Not you play my favorite. as Miles. <laughs> Not my favorite, but, like, I did appreciate, like, the... Um, they wanted to bring another viewpoint, not yes. not necessarily the characters, but the, what they were seeing. Yeah, you know, and, more and so. what I don't like about it is the Mary Jane and the Miles segments in this game are those things they'll do in a video game where it's like you've got to get from point A to point B and not be, be seen. stealthy. Yep, and it's not, and it's all scripted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's basically just like you got to have the patience to sit there and figure out the scripting of the enemies and what they're going to do. You know, it's not the most compelling thing in a video game. Um, so, I mean, I think we got to talk about the big, well, okay. You mentioned to me in a text message, the Stan Lee cameo. Oh yeah. Really yeah. cool. Good, good call. Yeah. I remember when that happened, it happens like after, um, I think you have your first, it's obviously not their first date, but just like a meeting at, a, the restaurant or whatever. Oh, yeah, they're like reconnecting because uh, Mary Jane and Peter are sort of on the outs right. as the game mm-hmm. begins. And and they leave on like a higher note. And then all of a sudden, it just cuts to him. And yep. he's like, those kids are going to make it or something like that. And it just got me like, hit me right in the feels. I was not expecting it. I like teared up. Like, yep. They just did a thinking about how, Just thinking about what he had created at this point, playing this game. Like, yeah. Of, of, and, and how just recently, like the trailer for the, most recent spider-man movie like broke youtube basically yeah. so it's incredible <laughs> yeah man um so i think the big moment well there's a couple of before we wrap up moments we got to talk about the death of aunt may <sighs> How brutal fucking i would have never expected that i did not expect that to, it's they're, they're setting it up for the storybook superhero ending where he comes and just he in saves the nick of time including aunt may right but no no and the, it, like they do like the way they do okay so the whole idea is there's like the super virus released in new york city and uh the whole end segment is him fighting doc ock for the cure basically right and he gets the choice like they're like look it's gonna take quite a long time to synthesize more of this because they got one dose of the cure Mm -hmm. so you can either give this one dose to your aunt may and save her or we can take the cure and synthesize synthesize it it and get everybody but basically say you can either save aunt may or millions of people right and And they give him that choice and and of course of course you know the choice he's gonna make but i love that they show like his moment of weakness there yeah where he almost does does the thing where he saves her you know and and who wouldn't you know want to do that that's it's 
it's tough it's compelling it's compelling but so brutal man but i mean look it's well done Mm -hmm. and like props to the writing team at insomniac for this game because i feel like it's a pretty master stroke in a spider-man story not only that man but the animators too like i just the whole team like it's incredible what what they're able to do with video games and stories now you know when i say that uh insomniac's quickly becoming one of my favorite studios i mean it man like look at what they've done i mean with my favorite superhero no less that helps but yeah i mean it's very impressive man this was this was a game that definitely delivered for me and i I, i'm definitely gonna go back and play through the dlc and miles morales at some point you should i'll say this um miles morales is really cool because it's the same game but it feels so different like it's not just miles with it's not just peter parker with a miles skin on right he plays much differently yeah there's different strategies different gadgets it's they make Miles feel like a unique version of Spider-Man, as they should. Yeah, but that's good. Like I said, just as easily, they could have just reskinned and made a shorter version of uh, Spider-Man that played exactly the same and be like, no, that's Miles. Miles is an exact copy of Spider-Man. No, they make him unique, and he has special powers and shit, and it's real cool. I, I think that sounds awesome. And I love that at the end of this one, too, where like post-credits, like Miles is... Uh, helping Peter with something mm-hmm. and, and he's like man crazy stuff been happening to me and he like jumps up and sticks on the ceiling I yep. wish Peter had been a little bit more like oh finally we no. can share everything but instead <laughs> he just plays it cool and just jumps on the ceiling too yeah um, which was pretty cool that's cool the other after credit sequence you remember when we were talking about the PlayStation thing and I said mm-hmm. the, okay Craven the Hunter seems to be perf- uh, confirmed and Venom confirmed for Spider-Man 2 the after credit scene uh, to me is setting up Green Goblin. Oh yeah, that's what I thought. Right with the, so with the mayor Green and Goblin is Tommy. my favorite Spider-Man villain. So you want to talk about hype? When I saw that after credit sequence, I was like, "Fuck yes!" So so it seems like Spider-Man Two is going to be the Venom slash Green Goblin, probably those and your, your two Craven. Yeah, I, I feel like the focus is going to be on venom and green goblin i wonder if in spider-man 2 if you're going to get the symbiote first or is venom already going to be established yeah oh my god if they let you swing around the city as venom or well, with a symbiote yeah in yeah, the black suit spider-man incredible. suit because yeah. we were saying earlier they saved that shit for a reason you know what if the dlc like not dlc but like you know how they did spider-man miles morales what if they do spider-man 2 venom Oh, where you're playing as Venom? Mm-hmm. Jeez. That would be awesome. Insomniac, you guys are already <laughs> doing awesome. Don't listen to me. Just do what you want to do. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that's going to wrap up our Spider-Man discussion. Um, 9.5 out of 10. 10 out of 10 for me. But for you, perfect. Yeah, Perfect. I, it's a, a rare instance where I'm fine breaking my rule is there's no such thing as a 10. Mm-hmm. I'm a hypocrite, Steve. <laughs> I said there's no such thing as a 10, and then I'll just gladly slap that motherfucking 10 on Insomniac <laughs> Spider-Man. If you guys haven't played it, I suggest it. Be it on PlayStation 4 or if you got a PS5 playing the remastered, you're going to have a great time. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to go 9, taking .5 off for the Taskmaster challenges. Sheesh. Okay. No, no lower. I mean, jeez. 
Nine is an excellent score. It's, a, it's an unbelievable score. All right. This is what we need you guys to do. You need to follow Steve at Stone Cobra on Twitter. Follow me at Blue Harvest Pod. Follow the podcast at High Potion Pod. And if you haven't already, leave us a five-star iTunes review. Please. We see you guys leaving reviews. We appreciate you. Yeah, we love you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Next week, I think we're going to have another game discussion. So, uh, see ya. Bye. Bye.